Hey everybody, Mike Dempsey here. It's NFL playoff time, and you can still win playing Underdog Fantasy by picking higher or lower on player stats at underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with promo code 1010XL, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Let's go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Right here, right now. I said right here. Right now, no place I'd rather be. Hogan Road. Oh, you look to your left and you can get a glimpse of Tinseltown where the folks are getting off work. It's all about running and ripping on a Friday night. Oh, to be young. Senior citizens wish they were young, right? Breathe deep, the gathering gloom. Oh, the moody blues. What a weekend, man. This is going to be absolutely fantastic. I mean, as I say often, um, I'm not affected by a lot of things, but I am the weather. And if the weather is beautiful, I'm just so happy. And there's really no other way I can say it. You know, there's a big golf game that I'm going to be a part of tomorrow. And people are like, you're going low. Are you going to be all over the course? I'm like, bro, I don't even care if it's 82 degrees. And I'm on Cimarron, and I'm pounding Miller Lights, and I'm ripping Cuban cigars, and I'm after it with good friends. I mean, what more could you ask for? Imagine being in Buffalo or Cleveland or Cincinnati or Green Bay or Boston, Massachusetts, or all those. Uh Uh-uh. You're right here in Jacksonville. What a great Friday night. It's going to be an outstanding weekend as well. So I'm fired up for the next couple of hours. Should be a lot of fun right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Get you ready for championship Sunday. I think the key here is injuries. Baltimore getting healthier. Uh, That includes the return of Mark Andrews, who's been gone for quite some time. How much of a factor will he be? And that's honestly really an intriguing set of circumstances where Year after year after year after year, this will be the sixth straight for Kansas City. They have played in the AFC Championship game. This is their first one on the road, but they've always done it with a top-five offense. Not the case this year. It's their defense that is actually ranked higher than their offense. On the flip side, Baltimore, statistically speaking, the best overall defense this year in the NFL. You go back to week two right here in Jacksonville. And it was probably the most, not talked about, but most obvious of one of the plethora of coaching mistakes that the Jaguars made during the 2023 season. Not helping Anton Harrison at right tackle against Chris Jones. Chris Jones came straight off the couch, right? You had to pay him. They gave him a one-year deal. He's going to be a big-time free agent this year. And you look at what he did. It was absolutely spectacular. And, and, and again, there's been so many problems with the offensive line. And Trent Baalke yesterday kind of, um, not kind of, basically said, hey, um, I'm, I'm getting the players. 
It's time to coach him up, right? That offensive line is more systematic than it is just one player where the, the grief, the critique was on Luke Fortner, but it was on that whole offensive line. I thought Anton Harrison, for what it's worth, had a really good first year. But, I mean, feel free to help a guy out, especially in his second-ever game when it came to chipping. Uh, they did a little bit late, uh, and obviously he made some huge plays in that game. But it's changed a little bit here uh, for Kansas City. You know, a couple of former MVPs will have at it. Really don't know what to make out of it. Um, is it the team that runs the ball the most? If that was the case, we saw what Buffalo did last week. They ran the ball with a tremendous amount of success but could not make a big play late in the game. Of course, as well, San Francisco, really the only question there is Debo Samuel. But what makes this game so incredibly interesting is Detroit with, Jer- with, uh, with Jared Goff, right, a former first pick overall against the last pick in the draft. And Brock Purdy, a guy who last week did not look good in the elements, did not look good in the rain, glove on, glove off, not throwing a crisp football, not throwing a deep football. Still, San Francisco so talented, uh, they were obviously able to win that game. And, you know, there are four teams who have never been to a Super Bowl. Jacksonville happens to be one of those four, along with Houston. The two long stays are Cleveland and Detroit. So that's what's on the line Sunday. If Detroit can get through San Francisco on the road, it'll be the first time ever that they actually do make it to the Super Bowl. That's pretty impressive. I think a lot of people will be pulling for Detroit just for that reason. It is a pretty decent story. You know, I'm I'm one who's not afraid to admit uh, mistakes. When Dan Campbell was announced, I, I think I was somewhere, you know, probably on my own, Watching the press conference, that that was back in the day where, or, or back in the days where I just loved NFL Network and I lived on NFL Network. I mean, that morning show was so good, right, with Kay Adams and Nate Burleson, and then you got the other two um, knuckleheads that I can't stand, uh, Brent and Schrager. Well, that show was no longer, in my opinion, uh, near as good as it once was. I, I just don't watch it anymore I you know maybe it's because I'm getting older I don't know maybe it's because I'm a curmudgeon I don't know I just don't enjoy the program uh, the way that I once did I mean allowing those two to get away is a colossal mistake I understand that uh, in the case of Burleson he's making probably twice the money uh, because he got a better gig but you know it, it feels like with uh, with Adam she bet on herself and it didn't work out reportedly she really wanted that job on uh, on Amazon, right, Prime, and she didn't get it. Instead, the young lady, the blonde, what, the one who came out and said that she lied about all her sideline reporting? Uh, I can't even remember her name, um, unfortunately. Uh, but, yeah, that was a big story, and that was a story that actually did go away. But when – Clarissa Thompson. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if you – never mind. If you, um, if you go back to that, I remember laughing at Dan Campbell, saying, you've got to be kidding me. This guy's talking about biting kneecaps and biting off kneecaps, and he, he just looked like an uh, over-caffeinated, over-hyped position coach that is, was going to end up being a disaster in this league. Am I wrong? That was my initial. 
turns out he's been a heck of a coach, both offensively and defensively. Mark Brunell done a really good job out there as the quarterback coach. So I, I think that becomes the darling of all of this with four quarterbacks remaining. Mahomes has won it a couple of times. Are we finally going to bring in a team that's never been there before in Detroit and possibly a team that's never won a Super Bowl before in Detroit? And, of course, the other three would become first-time Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks when you look at Lamar Jackson, when you look at Purdy, and you look at golf. So those are really the storylines as far as I am concerned as we get ready for this matchup coming up on Sunday. All right, first things first. We've started a brand-new bit right here on Into the Night, and we call it The Bulky Files. I'm not worried about my job. That's not how I live. I don't live in regrets. I don't live worried about my job. It's the Bulky Files. All right, Trent Bulky in the news once again. Apparently, the Allen camp is pissed off. And, you know, I think this is a little cat and mouse game. I think this is how negotiations begin. Why go public with it as opposed to picking up the phone and calling the agency that does represent Josh Allen. Uh, The report comes to us, according to Pro Football Focus and Mike Florio, a proven Duval hater. So there could be a little bit of embellishment here. But let's be honest. This is a report that is out because, once again, Jacksonville dropped the ball. Okay? It took Trent Baalke... nearly three weeks to meet with us. And I thanked him yesterday. I said I appreciated what he did yesterday. But it still took almost three weeks. That's bad business. That's bad leadership. And there's no other way to spin it. You can't tell me that he's been too busy, that he hasn't had 30 minutes to tell us what he did yesterday. So he waited too long. In case in point, he could have said anything in the world 48 to 72 hours, four days, five days after the season. Anything he wanted to say, including his comments yesterday on Josh Allen, would have been no big deal because it would have been right at the end of the regular season. And for him to come out and say that Josh Allen's going to be a part of this football team, whether it's a tag or the bag, it would have gone right over. And no one would have thought anything about it. If the Allen camp responded the way they did today, then then they would have sounded completely like babies. Okay? And most of this heat right now would be on his agency. But they didn't do it that way. You let weeks go by and weeks go by and weeks go by. And then finally, he talked to us yesterday. So this is what you get. I appreciate Trent Bulky talking to us on Thursday. We we got, whether you believe it or not, a tremendous amount from him. And it it feels like more and more is coming out with with each each and every hour uh, that does pass us by. I don't believe, even though, and and here's where my mind is, even though both parties have said yesterday, Trent Baalke, they haven't even begun the negotiations. 
the Allen camp today, and let me find a quote here. This is, this is insane to me. Uh, this is from Florio. Quote, that remark didn't sit well with Allen and his representatives. Allen's camp is not happy that Bulky would take time to talk to the media about Allen uh, before taking time to talk to Allen or his agent. Quote, Allen's camp has been ready, willing, and waiting to engage in negotiations. So both sides are telling us that they haven't spoken. I'm one of those who's crazy enough to believe that that's not true. It's been what, night? Is this day 19? What in the hell are you doing? He's your best defensive player. He just had 17 and a half sacks. He's the heart and soul of this defense, and that's changed. A year ago at this time, 50% of you would say, no, don't pay him, let him go. His play changed your opinion. Jacksonville cannot let this guy go. Jacksonville has a reputation of not getting deals done and not being able to manage superstar defensive players historically on this franchise or with this franchise. Jalen Ramsey. Now, that's Caldwell. That's Coughlin. Unique. Unique's a bad guy. Okay, Unique respects no one. I, when I was a sideline reporter, some of the things I heard him say to Elijah Hood, the former defensive line coach, he's a bad guy, okay? And, and all he can do is rush the passer. And they handled that wrong as well. Why put yourself in this situation? He's a homegrown draft pick, a homegrown talent. Jacksonville has struggled forever in that category. Think about it. I mean, who are the longest-tenured Jaguars? Ty Shatley? Dewan Smoot? You got no one. You got a couple of guys on second contracts, right? Cam, because it's a franchise. Ingram, because it was a one-year show-me deal in a franchise. I mean, you've restructured Kirk. You've restructured uh, and redid Hamilton. But come on. This isn't like, Mo- and, and even Trent Bulky yesterday, lost in everything that he said, was you don't win with guys, you don't successfully win, I'm paraphrasing here, with guys on first-year contracts, rookie contracts. In this league, you win with players who are on second contracts and third contracts. This is priority number one for the Jaguars. I saw some stuff today. Uh, my buddy Tom McManus put something out on his um, on his uh, podcast. Okay, I have a lot of respect for Tom, friends with Tom, and he said in there, pay Allen whatever he wants and put a franchise tag on Calvin Ridley. Well, respectfully, I agree with half that. Okay, pay Josh Allen. You can't put a tag on Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley struggled this year with the lack of knowledge of this offense. He is the one man on this team you cannot put a franchise tag on because he's the one man on this team that if he misses camp, like all players do who get tagged, he's going to be behind. You can tag Josh Allen and say, get ready for opening day, what, first weekend, second weekend, whatever it is in September, and he may be a little rusty early on. He may be in, quote, shape, but not football shape. always love that quote. You've heard it. But Allen's going to be okay if you were to put the tag on him. 
Uh, you can't do that with Calvin Ridley. So, anyway, um, even though there's quotes from both sides, I'm not pointing a finger at Bulky, and I'm not pointing a finger at Allen's camp, and I'm not saying liar and liar. But I do think in situations like this, you can begin to maneuver a little bit through the media, okay? It's pretty simple. What does he want? What does he want? Four years? What's he asking for? You can't lowball him. You got to pay him market value. You got to pay him above market. What does he want? Sit down. Have a conversation. Don't give me any of this crap about, hey, how are you? How's the family? How's the kids? Things are great. You know, I know. No. Get down to it. Hammer it out. What's it going to take? Years, money, guaranteed money. And if you can't reach a deal, you slap the tag on him. End of conversation. You cannot afford to lose this guy. This is a bad story. And, 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 and as always, I try to be as fair as I can. Florio does not like Jacksonville. General managers and agents, when they say things like this publicly, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what's going on. It is embellished at times. And maybe it's a way to be creative. Maybe it's a way to get an upper hand. Okay? Um, When we read stuff, you want to say, oh, that's it. 100%. I believe it. I don't know. I, I don't know at this point, okay? But on the flip side, shame on you, Trent. If you have not even, I mean, 19, what do, you, do you think by not talking, the value is going to go down? And you've been doing this for a very long period of time. And you've had some good signings. You've had some good free agent acquisitions. You've made some good draft picks in both San Francisco here in Jacksonville. I'm not here to pound you and tell you that you're not good at your job every night. I acknowledge things that you have done well. That free agency class of three years ago was really, really good. But what are you waiting for? Why would you allow... Everything that comes out on Jacksonville is bad. Every report on Jacksonville is bad. Shad Khan's invisible. Press Taylor, half the building wants him out. You can't figure out who's in charge, Doug or Trent. Are there rumbles that they're not? I mean, every report is negative. Pete Prisco, Albert Breer, now Mike Florio. And it's it's so avoidable. We haven't begun negotiations what are you doing seriously I mean he's not in Cancun at least I don't think you haven't begun what is it a sit down for 10 12 hours and then finally I mean remember when um JJ remember when uh Jim Gray did the uh with LeBron James what was it called again the decision? Thank you. He asked him 18 questions. 
until finally question number 19 was, okay, LeBron, where are you going to play your basketball next year? 19 questions. How long does it take when you're running a team and you're talking with the player's agent until you say, what does he want? Here's our offer. What's yours? I mean, what else are you doing? What else are you waiting for? Here's, what do you want? Here's our years and money. It's as simple. Oh, Baloo, you got to read the contract, you know, signing bonuses, uh, roster bonuses, workout bonuses, incentives. Okay, I get it. It's far more complex than four years, 100 million. But waiting 19 days to ask the most obvious question that this franchise has? There's not a more important question right now. It's not doing Trevor Lawrence full-time. It's not slapping a fifth-year option on Travis Etienne. It's not re-signing Trey Herndon. It's not re-signing Caleb on Chase on. It's not cutting Big Foley or cutting Roy Robertson Harris or cutting Cam or restructuring Kirk or restructuring Aloha. No, the most important decision is Josh Allen. What are you waiting for? Absolutely. Mind-boggling. What's going on with the burner story? You're a little bit younger than me. You're in the burners. I use the burner every night here at 641-1010 on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures because I like to sneak one in every once in a while. It sounds a little bit like this. Boy, I love what JJ and Baloo do every night on Into the Night. That's me on my burner. Baloo's hair looks great today. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the burner story has actually made its way to 1010 in a way. Um, if you don't know, you're not on Twitter. A lot of our listeners aren't, but... There's a guy who's basically like a nameless, faceless type Twitter account who's been vociferously defending Trent Baalke, uh for months now. And like even the players that he'll tweet about, like, oh, the Jags are going to pick Fortner, like going back a couple years, he's been right on almost everything about free agent signings, draft picks, everything. So people are like, hey, this guy is Trent Baalke. You know, like if you remember, Kevin Durant used to defend himself online as a fake person. So right. this isn't the first time. People have been caught doing this a lot. Um, so people think this is him. And now it's kind of come out that they think it's his brother. And we had like one of the exact same tweets he had word for word sent to our text line during our show on primetime a couple days back. And so we're trying to like find this guy's number. And uh, it's been a blast. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I absolutely love it. it, It's easy to – this is how much he's hated in Jags World, Trent Baalke, that the one person who – like, just because one person is defending him online, people are like, that can't be real. You know, not – no one person could actually be defending this guy, which is Mm. pretty hilarious that no one will defend some of these decisions. Nobody liked the presser yesterday. And I think his name is like, what is it? Something dog four. 
<laughs> I don't even remember. But he he's deleting tweets now, and he's sort of disappeared. Wonder how I, I wonder how common this is. I wonder how many. Probably more than we suspect. Thirty-two head coaches. There's not quite thirty-two general managers. Pretty close to it. Probably thirty. I wonder how many. And players, dude. Oh my well, god. Well, the players, the players we know because players are now going after other players. Players are going after members of the media, right? But on their own account. But sometimes they they disguise themselves. I have never spoken, whether it was Michael Hugh or Shaq Harris or Gene Smith or Dave Caldwell or Tom Coughlin or Trent Bulky. I've never had any one of those individuals admit, oh, yeah, I read everything that's out there. I'm fully you know, involved with everything that's reported and everything that's said. The role of a leader of your organization who makes those decisions is... I'm above all that. That's just you fans. I don't care what you say. You have no influence on what I'm going to do and what I've already done, yet I would love to honestly know the percentage of them. I I said it yesterday before this report came out. Based on what I saw yesterday with Trent Baalke, I think he listens to this show. I think he listens to this radio station. I think he reads reports that are in the media. And there's nothing wrong with that. But to turn around and say, I don't, I don't read it. It's foolish. Um, why put yourself in that spot? And and he's done that again. So the burner story is interesting. <laughs> it's the best, dude. We'll keep you up on and, that. And there's no, like, evidence. There, There's really nothing solid that would have a... a you know, an ESPN or a pro football talker, like no big name, you know, company is going to run with this story, but it's, it looks pretty real, man. It's hilarious. All right. Opening comments tonight brought to you by Shmunez Vision. Dr. Neil Shmunez, a good friend of mine, went to see him eight and a half years ago, just a normal eye exam. And he says to me, Baloo, you got a major problem in your right eye. You need surgery immediately. Picked up the phone. Called my boss, said, get it done. Very next morning, went in. Had uh, something that was cancerous removed from my eye. I mean, that's not, I guess, common. Or perhaps it is. And when you think a cancer could hit everywhere in your body, right? But the eye? And if you take a real good look at me, you can see where he went in. It's There's a little bit of a divot. Um. You know, perhaps at times you can say that maybe I, I don't know, I work in a carnival or something if you really look at it, but that's okay. I mean, I'm healthy. Isn't that what it's all about? And it was an incredible incision. He went out, he removed it. Every time I go, it's a clean bill of health. I never have to worry about it. Something like that could be happening to you in your eyes. And then you start wondering about cataract surgery and you start wondering about, you know, vision issues that you have or headaches that you're getting. So many different things that could occur that could possibly be caused by your eyes. So you need to check them out online. There's so much more than just come in for an eye examination. We're talking about a family organization, high-quality medical and surgical eye care. This also includes Dr. Catherine Schmunez. For all the details, just go to schmunezvision.com. That is schmunezvision.com. 
Com. All right, let's take a quick break right here. I kind of overdid it. We do have scheduled in 12 minutes our good friend, the Philly Rooster, live from Las Vegas. Let's take a look at both of the big games coming up here on Sunday. Only got three games remaining. Tough to believe. Really is. The season goes faster every year. I guess the older we get, the faster it goes. I'm not sure, but I mean, the season just felt like it just started two weeks ago, and here we are. I've never asked you this before, but do you dab into political wagering? This was a big month in December, and the odds have really changed here with Trump and Biden. Do you do anything with that? Uh, we do a little bit. Me and the Philly Godfather were heavy into the Trump race in 2016. Uh, another one of his legendary futures, he called. We got heavy into it again in 2020 and lost our shirts to what I consider a rigged election. I mean, when I went to bed at 2 in the morning, I, I, it was minus 800 in Vegas everywhere. When I woke up, he lost. So, uh, yeah, we do play with it a little bit, and I've been going kind of back and forth with the odds here. Trump's been going steadily up as a favorite as time goes on, but at this point, limits are still real low. Yeah. The, so do you have a recommendation on that? Would you you what Trump's minus 120, 130. I mean, that's very low at this point. Is your advice to wait? My advice is to wait for a couple of reasons. Number one, I want to see what happens with these legal battles. And number two, I want to see uh, kind of how the market goes, because there's going to be big money on both sides as usual. And I won't make a bet until the limits are much higher. Like I, the most anybody out here will take right now is a nickel, which is five hundred bucks. And I, I'm not going to waste a bet on that. I'm going to wait yeah. until limits go up to around five thousand. Huh, makes a lot of sense. Let's get to the first one tomorrow in Baltimore. We talked about it a week ago. It was the first ever road playoff game uh, for Patrick Mahomes. This will be his first ever AFC Championship game. On the road, uh, injuries intriguing for both sides. What do you make with Kansas City going to Baltimore? Yeah, the Ravens opened three and a half, 44 and a half, and really have not moved. I mean, there's some fours out here um, and offline at this point. So it's creeping up. 50% of the bets are on each side here. 65% of the money, though, is on Baltimore. There's definitely some sharp money on Baltimore. And, you know, it's kind of sharp money and public money. Um, especially with the Chiefs' offensive line issues at this point. Uh, Pacheco is a little bit hurt, and the Ravens are pretty healthy, according to uh, Dr. Chow on SICscore.com, which is a great website, by the way, Mm -hmm. for all betters. But in this case, (laughs) I'm going to buck the trend. I I like the Chiefs here. I'm a Mahomes guy. I love Andy Reid. You know, he was in Philly for all those years. He turned McNabb and a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback, and the minute he left Philly, the guy completely crumbled and became way below average. So Reed is the guy. He's got the best quarterback around. Uh, Mahomes wins in big spots. I think Reed's going to have a great game plan here. Give me the Chiefs and the points. I just think it's too many points at plus four. Interesting. All right, Mark Andrews reportedly is going to return. He's been out since November. Uh, Marlon Humphrey didn't play last week. Apparently he's going to play. And as you said. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the Ravens are the healthier team. It's on yeah. SIC score. and. The Chiefs have some key injuries, but again, you know, until somebody beats these guys, I I just got to, I lost so much money back in the day betting Peyton Manning against Tom Brady because I knew 
that he had the better teams, and he did almost all the time with those Colts teams. And he just cost me a fortune, and I am not, I feel like deja vu, and I am not going down that road again. I, me Kansas City, that'll be on CBS at 3 on Sunday as they go to Baltimore. First time they've ever hosted, or I think it's been since 1970, 1971, that Baltimore has actually hosted a conference championship game. Let's get to game number two, Detroit at San Francisco. And it, it feels like Detroit has become the massive public team, the team that they want to see win. Has that also been the case when it comes to overall bets? Well, this game, it's funny. As the week progresses now, I don't look really pay attention to these numbers until game day, seriously. But I've been watching this all week, and all week it's been Detroit heavily bet. Until yesterday and then all day today. Right now, I just talked to Caesars about an hour ago. 50-50 on the tickets and 61% of the money on the Niners. That number was 75% two days ago. Mm. So um, I think this game is basically going to even out because this line is sitting on such a key number. Now, it opened 7, 51.5, and it creeped up to 7.5. The uh, Debo news did you know pushed it a little bit more today. There's seven and a half in juice at some of the sharper spots out here. So um, Debo, look, he's off the injury report and he looks like he's healthy. The SIC score on these teams are pretty even, nothing major on either side. And I'm going to do something rare here. I laid seven on this game. I like the favorite. I, you know, I very rarely bet big favorites of a touchdown or more. But I think they have a big advantage in this game, uh, being at home and being a healthy team. All right. Interesting. You don't typically lay uh, this amount, and, and you're doing it here on Sunday. Purdy struggled in the weather last week. How, how much did that come into your evaluation? And if it's similar, was it just a bad game a week ago? You think he responds this Sunday? I think he does. What happened in that game, If you, I went back and rewatched it twice, actually. They came out with a game plan, which I'm surprised, in bad weather uh, with, a, with a very slippery ball of passing the ball. And they had a, that was their plan, and he would not back off of it until basically the fourth quarter. Uh, it's going to be beautiful in San Francisco. The weather is absolutely no issue. So I think Shanahan learned his lesson. They're going to come here and uh, – use all of his tools, which looks like, again, he's fully healthy. And I, I think this one could get ugly quick. All right. There you have it. Philly Rooster, tell us how uh, all the folks out there can get all your plays. We know it's your favorite time of the year because college basketball is rolling. Yeah, I, at Philly Rooster, I'm giving out a bunch of free stuff. Uh, as you know, I'm taking a sabbatical from the phillygodfather.com. But if I were you, I would join up with the Philly Godfather. His, I'm just telling you guys. His prop bets in the Super Bowl are amazing every year. He yeah. makes me a fortune every year. So, yeah, sign up for the phillygodfather.com. Appreciate it. Uh, always a lot of fun. It's been a great year. I know we'll talk on Super Bowl week. And uh, as always, thank you. Take care, Rick. There he goes, the Philly Rooster. He doesn't often lay big money like that or, or a lot of points like that, minus seven. But he's doing it with San Francisco. The Chiefs are really beaten up. Derek Nottie is out with the tricep, the former Knoll. All right, he is um he is not going to play. Um it, you know, Joe Tooney on that offensive line. You look at um what is going on right now with uh Pacheco with the ankle and the toe. William Gay went out last week with the neck. 
You know, he's listed officially as questionable. Uh, Kadarius Toney didn't play last week with a hip, right? And for the Ravens, for the most part, it is um, whether or not Marlon Humphrey is going to play, and, and he is, and Mark Andrews is going to return. So it is a real healthy Baltimore team. And San Francisco, Debo Samuel is going to play. Frank Ragnow, this was amazing. Yesterday when we talked about this, he had four different injuries. It's the first time in forever that I've seen a football player listed with four different injuries on the injury report. An ankle, a toe, a knee, and a back. Uh, He's been removed. Magically overnight, the ankle got better, the toe got better, the knee got better, and the back got better. So he will be in its center uh, for Detroit coming up on Sunday. There you go. JJ and I will make our picks in our second hour. JJ's been on a tear. 4-0 last week. I went 2-2. So uh, only three games do remain, as we know. Championship Sunday. And then, of course, in two weeks, right there where we just heard from the Philly Rooster in Las Vegas, it'll be the Super Bowl. All right, we got much more to do, including a lot of good stuff coming in on the text line. That's the best way to reach us. And uh, we always love your opinion. We try to be interactive with everyone who gets to us. 641-1010, that's how you do it. That is our text line, and it's brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, coming up here on 7 o'clock, we're going to get caught up on things because, Ballou, you're just too long-winded. One of these days, I'll learn. And I'm, I'm not saying that to be a jerk. I'm, it's, it's my biggest problem. I just I love talking to the Jacksonville people and I get really caught up in things that are, that are going on um, it, it, it amazes me that in 32 years I've had people at times oh my god the summer and this and that what's there to talk about bro if you can't find something to talk about grab another job seriously there's never not enough to talk about Remember back in my violent days when I asked a producer what what's going on? He's like, oh, not nothing much. I'm like, screw that. What do you mean nothing much? We've got to go on here and do a radio show. You think I'm going to flip the mic and say, hey, guys, good to have you with us. Nothing much is going on in the world of sports. It's amazing. And that's why I, I just I wish I did a better job at hitting these posts. I, I, I'm going to try. I honestly am going to try. Sometimes I just need to put this clock right in front of my face. It's right here. It's to the right. But I got this Schmunez vision going, this 2020. And um, I'm, I'm piped right in on, our, on the YouTube camera. We're up on YouTube, right? We are. And uh, I also have breaking news oh, in the college football world. Let's go. So this isn't very surprising. Uh, most people sort of expected this. But Michigan has already hired Jim Harbaugh's replacement. Um, and it was the guy who was the interim. For so long, uh, Sharon Moore, yes, is now the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. Good. He yeah. was obviously the one crying uh, earlier. Said he effing loves Harbaugh. Great, great scene. 
after the Penn State game. Hiring you from within. Notre Dame just did it, and now Michigan does it. You know, you're talking about first-time head coaches, but you're talking about guys that that uh, the team likes. And, you know, I haven't seen anything since the Harbaugh announcement about the floodgates opening and the players leaving the way that it did at, at Washington and Alabama. Uh, that could be the case. I just haven't seen it. No, most people are expecting the opposite. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are expecting the guys to stick around because of the hire. Mm-hmm. All right, so there you have it. I, I, for what it's worth, I, I don't know an awful lot about him, but I know that he's really respected and that they think he's going to do a good job. So, and, and Michigan right now has an opportunity to, to kind of play with house money, right? They just won their first national championship since 1997. So uh, congratulations there. Uh, as we head to this break, some Jaguar news today. Aaron Wilson of KPRC2, <laughs> which is a, crazy identification for, I guess, the television station uh, he works for in Houston, did say the Jags would be hiring both Chris Richard and Corey Robinson. All right? They're going to be part of Ryan Nielsen's uh, defensive coordinator staff. I did bump into Ryan Nielsen yesterday for the first time right after the Trent Bulky press conference. Doug Peterson was showing Ryan Nielsen around the Miller Electric Center. Didn't have a conversation, just simply shook his hand and uh, said, welcome to Duval. I guess he had left his family on a vacation in Disney World uh, to come on over here. How's his handshake? Good handshake. Firm. Good. Firm. Very important. I mean, if you're a defense coordinator, I mean, you better have a firm handshake. Yeah. Right? It wasn't an Adrian Peterson handshake. It wasn't an Artis Gilmore handshake. Those are the two hardest hands. Greg Huntington's got a good... Uh, he does. I'm going to put Huntington. I'm going to put the Mangler in at number three, one of the 10 original Jaguars when it comes to um, good handshakes. But Corey Robinson is going to be the cornerbacks coach. Uh, the title for Richard right now is undisclosed. Okay. Nielsen did work with Richard in New Orleans in 2021 and 22. Remember, in 2022, he was the co-defensive coordinator there. He also worked with Robinson in years 2020, 2021, and 2022. Uh, I didn't know this. Richard didn't coach a year ago. Did not coach in 2023, but interviewed for the head coaching position with the Las Vegas Raiders earlier this month. And also, um, Richard interviewed for the Dolphins and Broncos defensive coordinator position or positions so he's thought of pretty highly and he uh he joins his staff one other bit of news apparently the titans have asked to interview nick holtz who is the passing game coordinator right here in jacksonville to become their offensive coordinator in tennessee that would be a similar move as to what happened last year when jim bob cooter left as the passing game coordinator and became the offensive coordinator with the Indianapolis Colts. So I think a lot of Jaguar fans, when you hear that with Jim Bob Cooter and Nick Holes, you're, you're thinking, all right, well, that's the passing game coordinator. Okay, why won't someone come and take away Press Taylor? Um, I think that's what many of you out there feel at this particular time. All right, 
Let's uh, let's get caught up on things. We got much more to do with you tonight till eight. If you'd like to join us, the best way to do it is on the text line, which is brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. That number six four one ten ten. Let's go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Such an underrated guitarist, the late Walter Becker. And a Steely Dan deep cut to begin our second hour. Got a little bit of a serial killer theme. If you listen intently. Seventy-six. At times, was played in the old station wagon, barreling down all the streets in uh, in Boston, Massachusetts. Let the uh, let the chorus kick in here for a second. Right now, no place I'd rather be than here. Hogan Row, but if I could be anywhere else. I miss Jesse over there. He used to make the best Bloody Marys. Blue, it's 710. Bloody Mary? Okay. Well, I mean, I'm sober. At least I am right now. But uh, great Bloody Marys over there. The Blue Crab Crab also open tonight till 930. $2.50 mimosas and Bloody Marys on Sunday. Right off of Jewington Creek Road. Uh, or right off of uh, San Jose on Julington <clears throat> Creek Road. Great great stuff, uh, the Blue Crab Crab House. Steely Dan is so good, and they don't get appreciated the way that they should, in my opinion. They're a little technical, a little precise on everything, um, kind of like Rush to some extent, you know, like they, they never hit a wrong note. Like mathy. Yeah, like who? Like math. You know, like yeah. all, all the chords are, it's like a math equation almost. And I think it ends up, it, it ended up hurting him live. The cars were kind of the same way. The cars were not a good live band. I've seen Steely Dan when Walter Becker was still alive a few times over at the St. Aug Amp, which is just a phenomenal venue. I told you I played golf yesterday with Derek Trucks. He'll be here in less than two months. It's going to be Saturday night after the players. Uh, at St. Augamp. Going to be a phenomenal show. He's left today to go to his farm in uh, in South Georgia to, to write some new material. So I have a feeling, and he's going to join us soon, but I have a feeling he's going to have some new material. But that that's such a great place. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bands that are so good, but they don't sound that much different. Like, I'm going to see you 2 next month. In Las Vegas at, at the Sphere. U2 sounds live the way they sound on their albums. And do you love that? Or would you rather it be like. I love it. I do. I absolutely like love fish it. Fish or something. No. I mean, I, 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 I respect that part of it. Um, 
because there's a lot of improv when you're live. But when you're so technical like a and precise like Steely Dan, it doesn't come across that way live in concert. It, it, it doesn't sound the same. That, that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I've seen hundreds of concerts, but it, it, it's always a fun time. There's no doubt about that. I, I guess they're still touring. I think they're opening up for like the Stones or something. Uh, or they're doing something. Maybe it's the Eagles. I think they're opening up for the Eagles. That's it. Yes, they are. Uh-huh. But again, you know. Like Donald, Donald and Jacks. Donald Fagan is, is they are? Uh, no, uh, they're coming to Orlando, the Amway Center. Okay. That'd be a fun show. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Big fan. Still underrated, in my opinion. Uh, here's the guy responding to what I said earlier, the 0924 blue. That free agency class is why we're in this mess. Okay. Correct. But they went for it. They tried to win. And all along, my, my opinion was fix your offense. You have a quarterback. Fix your offense. Don't worry about the defense. Outscore your opponent. Trent Bulky tried to do everything. And the first couple of years of those contracts, it ended up working. Okay? Last year, you couldn't do anything. You had no money. This year, you're right now 11-5 over the cap. $11,500,000 under the cap. Excuse me. You have that to spend. You are going to create a significant amount of dead cap money this year, but you're also going to be able to recoup. I mean, man, you could bring back 70 to $80 million, depending on what moves you make. That's why it is so important to draft well. You have to have a mix on your 53-man roster of guys on their first-year contract. Rookie contracts. Not first year, but rookie contracts. And, you know, that's why this city is upset that they've burned uh, burnt picks with guys who aren't giving you anything. You know, a third-rounder a couple of years ago on Chad Muma, a third-rounder this year on Biz, uh, Bigsby, a, a second-rounder this year on Strange. You know, fourth-rounders with Miller and Lacey. You're, you're not getting anything, and and – You know, maybe Lacey, who knows? Maybe Lacey takes a step. And maybe he's involved, very involved, with the game plan this year. I I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, look at the dead cap money. Uh, It's just insane. The dead cap money. Christian, I mean, if you cut Christian Kirk, that's 21.3. He's not going anywhere. Ingram, 19.5. He's not going to. Devon Hamilton's 16.9. He's not going anywhere. They just paid him. The Brandon Sheriff is 14.9, but, I, you know, you can do that post-June 1st. Foyer, 14.5, you can do that post-June 1st if they elect to. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's a fair criticism. But it's going to catch you probably every third year. And... This is what this organization is going to have to deal with in the now. All of a sudden, you've put yourself in a category where you're going to have some really high-priced guys. And with all the criticism that Trent Baalke 
has received. There is a list of players that he was involved with draft-wise who are coming up for mega deals. He has done well in the first round. Lawrence is going to get a new deal. He's going to be the highest-paid quarterback whenever that happens, okay? I don't think it happens this year. Hopefully he has a much better season, and it happens next year. You're going to have to decide on Travis Etienne. You're going to pick up that fifth-year option. You know, that's coming up. I wrote it down the other day. I think it's May. Uh, Let's see here. Deadline for franchise tags are actually February 20th. Okay? So you've got three weeks. And, And that's big. On the surface right now, after what you saw this year, you go into year four when you're Travis Etienne, you're thinking, let's re-sign him. Let's keep him around. But you and I know that there's zero value for running backs around the NFL with everything else that you have to do. And for what it's worth, this is an opinion. It's not fact. My opinion, Travis Etienne was an urban Meyer. The ego of Trent Bulky. Maybe it's not Travis Etienne in the future. Maybe it's let him go. Let's grab a compensatory pick. And I burned a third round pick on Tank Bigsby. Let's see what he does when he gets the rock 15, 16, 17 times again. Don't give up on Tank yet. It was a brutal first year. I thought he showed signs late. I... I won't give up on him after watching what I watched last August. The kid can play some football. It feels like he needs to be with it 100% mentally, okay? But I think he's got some pretty good skills. I'm not going to give up on him there. Uh, but th- this, is a, this is really good. I mean, I, I appreciate it. Now, this, this crushed Coughlin the first time around. It hurt the Jaguars. Remember forever around here, Dave Cobble wouldn't spend. He just wouldn't spend. And then all of a sudden they did, and they, and they got caught up in some pretty bad contracts. Well, again, some of the draft picks around here have worked, and you're going to have to figure out what you want to do with Tyson Campbell and Walker Little and Andre Sisco. And right now i got to believe two out of the three you want back long-term, right? Are you going to pay Campbell? He was hurt this year. It'll be very, very intriguing to see what he's like if Ryan Nielsen's defense, and even Trent Bulky on that yesterday was slightly bizarre. I mean, I would have liked to at least give Trent credit as, as a guy that I think understands the game. He was like trying to change the Ryan Nielsen image yesterday, uh, taking him away from being a man cover defensive coordinator to not necessarily being in <laughs> A man cover. He was like number one in the league in man cover. Um. <laughs> you want to play that clip? Yeah, yeah. Let's go to the, this. Is Trent Bulky yesterday when when asked about Ryan Nielsen, the new defensive coordinator? I don't read all the this stuff, but this idea that he's a full man coverage guy is fully blown out of proportion. I think I'll let him speak on scheme. Uh, it's really a zone based system. Right, not a man-based system, but sometimes, a lot of times, when you play zone and you play it well, it turns into man, you know, with the match concepts and everything else. But that's as scheme-related as I'm going to get. 
Um, it's breaking it down. Uh, around here, there's been a lot discussed the last couple of years about four three three four, and Balky even did this again yesterday. The, the way out, the defense is well. Nowadays, it really doesn't matter because we're in nickel sixty plus percent of the time. So, you know, you could say it's a hybrid, but it's not the days of the true. Four three three four. We had only a couple of wide receivers, and 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 you may run the ball half the time. No, most teams start in trips, right? Three wide receiver sets. So you're gonna have a nickel, and you're gonna take out someone from your front seven. Uh, we don't hear enough about the back end. Don't hear enough, frankly, about two things in football, in my opinion: the back end with your coverage, and also the style of run blocking when it's on the line of scrimmage. But some of the numbers that popped out yesterday or, or this week when Ryan Nielsen was, in fact, uh, you know, brought in as a new defensive coordinator, here it is right here. The Falcons under Nielsen aligned in press coverage against a league-high 53.7 of wide-aligned routes in 2023. That was number one in the NFL. The Jaguars were 27th in the NFL at a clip of 16.2. So that's a dramatic difference. And my whole point with this is the feeling is that Darius Williams is a much better zone cover man than he is a man, uh, a press coverage man. The jury's out on Tyson Campbell. He's a little bigger, a little bit more physical. You know, how much better is he going to be in that, set of circumstances. I don't know. Here's another one. Demetrius Harvey of the Times Union. And thank you, Demetrius, for putting my name in the newspaper this week. It was uh, it was really kind of cool. I felt like in some circles um, I've made it. I appreciate that. Falcons played man defense 58.3% of the time last year. Third highest in the NFL. By comparison, the Jaguars played man 31.8% of the time, 31st in the NFL. So, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I think we learned a lot yesterday about the press conference with Trent Baalke, and I, I think one thing that really stands out I don't think he thinks much of us. And I'm not talking about personally, whether he likes us or dislikes us. I could care less, obviously. But it's another thing to be prepared and understand what your job is and not just to ask questions for the sake of asking questions. Ask questions with the knowledge of you know what you are talking about. You are prepared to ask this question. And you just heard his spin here. Play that one more time. He, he says, let, let's, I just gave you the numbers. Let's go back to Trump Balky again yesterday. Talking about the difference between Ryan Nielsen's man coverage and what he believes is actually 
not the case, and it could be zone coverage. I don't read all the, the stuff, but this idea that he's a full man coverage guy is fully blown out of proportion. I think I'll let him speak on scheme. Uh, it's really a zone-based system, right? Not a man-based system, but sometimes, well, a lot of times when you play zone and you play it well, it turns into man, you know, with the match concepts and everything else. But that's as scheme-related as I'm going to get. All right, so it's one of two things. Either he doesn't know what he's talking about or he knows an incredible amount of what he's talking about and that these numbers are wrong because he's number one and number three in the two categories I just gave you, statistically speaking. To Trent's defense, I think pro football focus messes up their numbers all the time. Uh, This is not pro football focus. but. Again, may, and I'm throwing it out to you for your answer here. Is this Trent Baalke being the smartest man in the room? And that's a true statement that zone coverage ends up being man coverage once the play is evolving? Or is it one of those deals where, hey, Trent, you know, draft the players. Stay in your lane. And allow the coaches to coach the players. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. That's going to be a great weekend. Hopefully all you out there will have an outstanding time. Be safe. Uh, A few folks tell me on their way to God's country for uh, tomorrow's game between Florida State and UNC. Here's the 94-23s. On our way now, uh, see your little Florida State freshman daughter. At Florida State, zero and three on these trips, <laughs> and I think tomorrow's what third ranked UNC. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a tough out. Uh, they played well the other night. They were around. Uh, it was around a ha- around a tie at half. Went on a massive run in the Carrier Dome. Tough to really figure out uh, this year's uh, Florida State team. I don't think there's any question about it. Hey, um, we need to make our final two picks of the year. Or actually, oh we got my three. Goodness, I forgot about We got that. three picks left. We got two coming up this weekend. Let me play our open. Getting a lot now, of response. The Otterson Wealth Advisors Risk Reward Picks of the Week. Otterson Wealth Advisors, your goals, our expertise. We've gotten a lot of response on the Philly Roosters comment on the <laughs> rigged election. And uh, it's amazing to me how you can bet on this now. And, and I've asked two handicappers on consecutive nights. Rafael Esparza and the Philly Rooster, and they both had the exact same way about it. Don't do anything now. Yeah. Wait until we get closer to the election that these odds are going to continue to grow. So I never dreamed that I would, in in sports radio, be talking about betting odds for the next president of the United States. It is going to be a massively bet-on situation, and frankly has been throughout the years. Just not aware of it. I already lost money on this election with my brother. I bet him like years ago. I'm like, there's no way Biden's going to run again, and I had to pay him 100 bucks. Okay. Sad. 
JJ went 4-0 last week, and I went 2-2. So season standings, Baloo, 117 and 73. JJ, 105 and 85. Kansas City at Baltimore. Wow, I went against Kansas City last week against Buffalo, didn't I? You did. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to take Baltimore here, win this game on Sunday. I'm going with the better quarterback. Simple as that. I'm rolling with the Chiefs, and I'm rolling with Pat Mahomes. Going with the better quarterback, even though this year Lamar Jackson is going to win the MVP. Still better? Way better. JJ has spoken. Detroit is San Francisco. I want to do it. I do. I want to circle Detroit. Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson on the call. I I just, San Francisco at home. I mean, there's just no way. I just, they're a big favorite here. Seven, seven and a half. Debo Samuel is going to play. So I will take San Francisco. Yeah, I thought after last week how bad they looked. The line would be a little closer, but. Vegas doesn't think so, and I tend to agree. I think they're going to, you know, I don't know if it'll be a blowout, but I think they'll win by a couple scores. I'm going with the Niners at home. In perfect weather, by the way, unlike last week. Yes, and that did affect uh, Brock Purdy. I had the very latest here, even though we heard from the Philly Rooster about an hour ago. uh, This just rolled in. uh, 40% of the public is betting on Kansas City. 59% 59% of the public, nearly 60%, is betting on Baltimore. Okay? Latest numbers are four. So 60% taking Baltimore minus four. 40% of the public is taking Kansas City plus the four. The total's 44 and a half. 64.3% is taking the over. 35.7% playing the under. Okay, away from our picks, and we're taking different teams here, I would assume that you would absolutely play Kansas City oh, plus yeah. four. Absolutely. I'd take a money line, which I think right now you could probably get at like 180, which anytime you can get Patrick Mahomes in the AFC plus 175, excuse me, in the title game and almost get two to one odds, take that, man. Even if you don't think they're going to win, it's probably worth it. Advice from JJ, the the one better on this show. Um, Am I allowed to say that publicly? Oh, yeah. Is that just between you and I? No, that's perfectly fine. (laughs) Um, Seven and a half right now. So it's gone up a half point since this afternoon since I looked. San Francisco money, uh, or money obviously going on San Francisco because that's gone up. Okay. San Francisco right now, according to the public, 51.8% 51.8% of the money is going on Detroit, mm. plus the seven and a half. Forty-eight point two percent of the money is going on San Francisco. The total is fifty-one and a half. Sixty percent on the over, forty percent on the under. Does anything stick out for you there? Um I would probably I no, I wouldn't touch this game. I don't know what the Lions are gonna have. Uh, I know if you take, let's just say you take the Ravens, you think the Ravens are going to win but not cover, and then you think San Francisco win not cover, you can take both of them money line just to win straight out, and you get about even odds. Yeah. So both favorites to win, both home teams to win, you get about even odds. As you know, beginning on Monday, we'll have a week off until the Super Bowl. It's two weeks before the game, so uh, it's always a, a, an interesting week, and I, 
you know, I guess I kind of miss the old days of Radio Row. Radio Row's not the same as it was. We need to take another break, or are we good? Uh, we need to in a couple minutes. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, it's more of a shill now. I mean, everything's uh, about just pumping, you know, companies. I'm and here with Doritos. <laughs> Will Chamberlain is here with Doritos. Hey, he's I guess be talking uh, to you about the football game. I, I, I guess. It's been going on forever because maybe the greatest, inter- arguably the greatest interview I ever did was for Chunky Soup. <laughs> okay, and the one the, that, like Donovan McNabb used to always. The le- to the left of me was Dan Marino. To the right of me was Joe Montana. Oh my God! For Chunky Soup, Campbell's hooking it up. Uh, if you're wondering, this is according to BetOnline.ag. This is what they believe the lines will be. Not blue. You got these Jimmy Dean fingers, and sometimes I just hit the phone, and the phone does things that I don't want it to do. All right, uh, if it's if it's Baltimore in San Francisco, it's going to be a pick'em. We have to look back on that. When's the last time we've had a pick'em a Super Bowl? Super Bowl. I mean, how incredible would that be if you could get close to fifty percent of the wagers on one team and fifty percent of the wagers on the other? And, and, and obviously, that's always what the book tries to do. That's why they give you a point spread. The book makes money by, you know, hope it, you hit a push and they get paid. They get the vig. Is that the matchup that you would want, like the most interesting matchup for you? The most interesting matchup for me would probably be Detroit-Kansas City. Whoa. Wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Why? I, I, I think San Francisco and Baltimore – their style in this game would be oh, I see to run mean. the football okay. more. You know what I'm saying? Boring-wise. Like, yeah. yeah, and I'm uh, not okay. opposed to that. Am I-, I was just more thinking like um, like leading up to the Super Bowl, the storylines. Well, And that's why I would say Patrick Mahomes would have to be in there. Yeah. Well, you just said a moment ago, Mahomes way better than Lamar Jackson. I think the quarterback matchup of Mahomes against Goff That'd be fun. is better than Mahomes against Purdy or Jackson against Purdy. And we just saw San Francisco play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. San Francisco would be a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Chiefs. Baltimore would be a five-and-a-half-point favorite over the Lions. And the Chiefs would be a three-point favorite over the Lions. So that is what your early Super Bowl point spreads are, in fact, going to be. And it should be a great Sunday watching these games. Thank God we don't have to hear Chris Collinsworth. Boy, did he really sell out. And he did it in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago when OBJ went out. Like, oh, my God, I don't know what they're going to do. What are they going to do? I mean, they, uh, I don't know. Maybe get the ball to the triple crown winner in Cup. Uh, it just it, – it, I think we're so blessed with great broadcasters, with great play-by-play guys. Jim Nance this weekend, Tony Romo. I don't get into all the Romo hate. I'm not a huge fan, but I I just think we have such better play-by-play guys than we do analysts, okay? Dr. Herbie is terrible. Chris Collinsworth has lost it. Everything that Chris Collinsworth does is the most incredible play he's ever seen. I mean, you can complete a seven-yard out. That is the most unbelievable pass and catch I've ever seen. And he'll spend all his time telling us how every play by every player 
is the greatest that he's ever seen. And then the next morning, his company, Pro Football Focus, will tell us that half the players sucked. So thank God, no, uh, no Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, you're going to get Nance and Romo at 3, and then at 6.30, Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson. Now, today's takeaways, brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. All right, and that lot is full. If you'd like to go out and visit them uh, tomorrow, no doubt about it. Absolutely love my key GMC Sierra truck and uh, the GF her key Buick Enclave. Uh, brand new 24s, still some 23s out there. Used vehicles as well. So go on by, say hello to Brian, say hello to Derek, and uh, the lot is full. Incentives are spectacular. Take advantage here in the last couple of days of January. Of course, they'll have brand new incentives coming up. In February, but uh, no doubt about it. Go out and visit them. They're right across the street from Tinseltown. That is Southside and Gate. All right, uh, let's wrap it up with, um, you know, some reported Jaguar news today. Uh, As far as their coaching staff, Chris Richard and Corey Robinson will now be joining uh, Doug Peterson's staff. And obviously, Ryan Nielsen, the newly appointed defensive coordinator, has a lot of say in this. He was with these two a couple of years ago in New Orleans, okay? Nielsen was with Richard in years 2021 and 2022. And Richard, at this particular time, does not have a title. We're not aware of that. It is said that Corey Robinson is going to be the defensive back coach, is going to be the defensive back coach, and um, or cornerbacks coach. Remember, they did have a passing game coordinator with Deshea Townsend, who was relieved of his duties. But also, Nielsen worked with him in uh, 2020, 2021, and 2022. You're aware that Ryan Nielsen is here. I reported that Dave Huxtable will join this staff uh, in a role. Uh, he was an assistant at, uh, at Atlanta under Nielsen. Uh, upstairs, you know, more of a, uh, an advisory, uh, if you will, in that type of uh, responsibility. And there's also been reports that Matt House is coming over, spent the last two years at LSU as a defensive coordinator. He'll be the inside linebackers coach. He was also the Kansas City Chiefs linebacker coach back in the years 2019, 20, and 21. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. All right, Hacker Nation is in. It is time for his Friday night show. Have you started receiving royalties yet on the soundbite with you and Balky yesterday? Nothing. It's gotten picked up nationally. I saw some national people were, uh. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's good stuff. I, uh, anything that can feed the ego, as I said earlier in the week, uh, Demetrius Harvey put me in the newspaper. So oh, yeah. I feel like after 32 years, I finally made it. Oh, well, Demetrius, he does a good job. Yeah, well, I mean, what a week, you know. Balk, you had to have a press conference. And now this is going to be a big part of my show tonight, Rick. It's, all right, you have a press conference. It had to be done. I don't think he earned any points yesterday, but whatever opinion as a fan or, I guess, a media member you had about Balky going into yesterday – Yesterday did not sway you one way or the other. If you did not like Balky going in, you do not like Balky coming out. I, I don't think it would have mattered what he said. So with some fans, Trent Balky could have gone out there and said, water is wet, grass is green, the sky is blue. Yeah. 
And there are some fans that would have found flaw with that. Oh, yeah. Because they simply do not like Trent Baalke. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like – it's a very tiny example – what I made reference to on social media today, it's kind of like what we do. Some fans have preconceived notions of some of us here on 1010XL, and it literally doesn't matter what we say. Right. We could agree with them nine times out of ten. The one time we don't agree with them, that's why they don't like us. Oh, yeah. It's Pe- one of those things. There's no doubt that that always does take place. Um, the one thing that I did take from yesterday that was one of the good things that I thought that Bulky said is that Josh Allen's not going anywhere, and then you see the other side of it that – the camp's been waiting for a phone call. They haven't made a phone call. It's been now 19 days. What is going on? Does, does Trent Bulky think that by not picking up the phone and calling the agent for Josh Allen that his value's going to go down? Yeah, like I said, we talked about this last night. That whole thing was weird to me when the question was asked and he looks over at the PR staff in the press conference and then he responds and it was just quirky when it happened and then you wake up today to find out that Josh Allen has had no communication, or Josh Allen's reps have had no communication with Balky, and they're not happy that Balky said, well, Josh Allen's going to be a Jaguar. Well, that's great. You might want to talk to us. You know, you haven't spoken to us in 19 days since the season ended. Uh, don't make Josh Allen upset. <laughs> if you have two goals in life, one would be to protect Trevor Lawrence this offseason. The other one, don't make Josh Allen upset. You're probably going to use the franchise tag on him. Don't let that get hairy going further down the offseason road. Right, and and this organization pre-Trent Baalke has done a really bad job hanging on to players that they selected. And some stars, they're, they're, they're leaving here was terrible. Jalen, Fournette, Unique. Yeah. Um, you got guys, the, the good part of, of Baalke, the good part, his name is on the draft that includes Trevor and Travis and Tyson Campbell and Walker Little and Andre Sisco. If you want to resign those players, and I think ETM will be up for debate, and I think Little will be up for de- debate, but the other three are automatics. Don't you want to send a message to this team that we, you're the guy we drafted, we want to keep you here, especially today with how sensitive these players are. You go 19 days and not make a phone call. What, what's Andre Sisco thinking right now? What's that? And that's how you begin to turn on your general manager, again, it's simple communication. Yeah, no, it is. And look, let's be honest. I mean, let's call it what it is. If the Jaguars don't have a good year in 2024, Trent Baalke's not going to be negotiating those those extensions. I thought that before the press conference yesterday. When I got out of there, I was like, you know what? This team could go 3-14, and and Trent has shot convinced that he's doing the right thing. Well, then that's a problem. That is a problem. And that's a totally different conversation it is it is and it would be great for us Uh, if that was the case i'm convinced that he tells shod khan what he wants to hear and 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 you know what i bet he went in there and he said we were injured and 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 trevor lawrence was had four injuries Mm -hmm. and the whole team was injured and we missed the playoffs by a smidge yeah and i know you and i alluded to this yesterday but i heard prisco on with frangie and the frangie show earlier today he brought up a great point all day yesterday, Balky's talking about we're not physical enough. We're not physical enough on the lines of scrimmage. Well, wait a minute. You're the guy that put the lines of scrimmage together. I Are know. you not drafting the right guys? I mean, he sounded like he was throwing the strength and conditioning staff under the bus. There's there's problems down there. I don't think there's any question about it. That Yesterday, to me, the press conference did a lot of good, at least that he talked, but it did 
reconfirm the fact that they have issues. Yeah, which I hate. I'm a big fan of Cedric Scott, former former neighbor of mine. I think he's done a real nice job. But um, hey, it's one of the many issues that they got to get themselves uh, that they got to get fixed uh, here in a very short period of time. All right, what else tonight? Yeah, it is Championship Sunday. We're going to preview the AFC title game. Seren Petro, Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City. Luke Jones, WNST Radio in Baltimore. One of your former colleagues, I believe, Vinny Iyer of the Sporting yeah. News, okay. will stop by, and we'll also have Leon Searcy in hour number one. There you go. Have a lot of fun. That is Hacker. He's coming up right now. Folks, that'll do it for us. I don't check the text line. Um, Although I have a burner that checks it. <laughs> I guess that doesn't, that doesn't run, does it? Like, you can get me on Twitter. I'll answer all your stuff there. I do, for the most part. That's Baloo1010. XL. Hey, have a great weekend. Should be a blast. Um, thank you to the Philly Rooster. Thank you to JJ LaSelva. Be safe. Have a great one. I'll be back here Monday at 6 o'clock.